Our second lesson is uh, from the Gospel of Matthew. It's printed for you there in your liturgy. That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea. Such great crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there while the whole crowd stood on the beach. And he told them many things in parables, saying, Listen, a sower went out to sow. And as he sowed, some seeds fell on the path. The birds came and ate them up. Other seeds fell on rocky ground, where they did not have much soil, and they sprang up quickly, since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched. Since they had no root, they withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. If you have ears, hear. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. That is what was sown on the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, that person immediately falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of this age and the lure of wealth choke the word, and it yields nothing. But as for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. This is the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the word of the Lord. God's people said, thanks be to God. Indeed, O oh God, open our ears that we would hear Jesus, our eyes that we would see Jesus, and moreover, that we would see ourselves, you, O Creator God, and the world around us through Jesus' eyes. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Well, I want you to ima imagine a scenario where someone's on a Zoom meeting and they have their, their voice muted, their... Uh, their video's off. Uh, they've got another window open. Uh, maybe they're doing a little bit of Christmas shopping because you know, the conference call is not requiring 100% attention. Oh, and then they see a text message come in. You know, uh, you know this is a great time to respond to the text message. And, uh, and, and then maybe they're checking the scores of their you know, fantasy football team or whatever it might be. And they, I say imagine a scenario like that because I'm sure that not one single person in this room has ever done anything like that. You're going to have to stretch your imaginations and think, you know, I think I heard somebody talk about this one time. And, and then I think I heard somebody talk about how while they were doing all of those things, which none of which really, you know, demanded 100% attention, I'm pretty sure I heard someone say that a friend of theirs walked by, a coworker walked by, maybe even a, a spouse walked by and, uh, and asked them a question. And, and then they gave an answer. 
right? And, and then about two months later, that person that asked him the question said, so we're going to do that thing, right? We're going to Portugal, right? <laughs> or we're going to do whatever, right? Uh, and, and the person goes, what? What are you talking about? No, 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 I asked you. I came by, I asked you, and you looked at me and you said, yeah, that's a great idea. And you, and you think back to yourself, oh, that was when I had my conference call going, I was checking my sports score. You get it, right? You know, and I'm being silly, of course, right? We've all done things like that. We can all relate to this. We do not live in an agrarian society. We hear Jesus' words like this. We kind of identify with what he's saying. A lot of it is just commonsensical. But I offer you that little vignette as an intro because we can all relate to that. And I wanted to get your attention about something right out of the gate regarding this parable. This parable is a story about the supremely important and rewarding responsibility that each of us who are following Jesus has. That responsibility is to listen deeply and thoughtfully with our hearts and our minds to everything Jesus has to say. Why? Because what Jesus has to say is very much worth listening to. It is more important than anything anyone else could possibly say to you or to me about what it means to be a human being, about what it looks like to live together in various forms of community with other human beings, and of course, what we need to know about God. I, um, I made a big claim there. It's not my claim, it's the claim of the gospel. And it only makes sense if you believe something to be true about Jesus. Recently, I boiled down some uh, theolog fairly dense theological uh, content, if you will, that's been true of what Christians have said about God since the very beginning. Some of it gets a little bit heady in the way that theologians talk about it. And so I boiled it down to this one statement, and I encouraged you to put it on your refrigerator. Lo and behold, a couple of you did. You took pictures, and you sent it to me, and I thought that was pretty cool. Um, but but the, the saying is this. God has no self-interest that does not include your well-being. God has no self-interest that does not include your well-being. And this is why God is trustworthy, and this is why it is supremely important to listen carefully with ears to hear and hearts to follow and heads to noodle every single word that comes out of Jesus' mouth. Parables and invitation summons to listen more deeply to Jesus. And any kind of listening that allows us to be distracted from the truth that Jesus' voice is of supreme importance to us, well, that's not really listening at all. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, 
we can point to different occasions in our lives when each of us has been all the kinds of listeners that are illustrated in this parable. We've been distracted by a great many things, right? We get distracted by just the busyness of life. We don't sit down and read uh, the Gospels, listening carefully for the words of Jesus because we're too busy doing other things. Um, we get focused on ourselves to the extent that we don't um, open our hearts to be, as Dan was talking about, um, given to the world because we're too focused on ourselves and our problems to be given to the world. And every time Jesus opens his mouth in the New Testament, eventually he gets around to talking about life in such a way as to make us aware that everything that he is doing in this world is to be passed on through us to others. These stories about seeds that don't sprout, they're not there to shame us. They're there to arrest our attention and to help us live as grown-ups, if you will, and realize that there's certain ways of living that lead to flourishing life. There are certain ways of listening to Jesus, namely in a really focused way that leads to life in abundance. Distracted listening leaves us not having what God wants us to have, if I could put it that way. Sometimes I write the prayers of the people. Um, recently I wrote one about asking God to enable us grown-ups who have responsibility for children to be granted the self-discipline to take our responsibilities seriously. Why did I write that prayer? Because as a father, I pray that prayer. As an aunt, uncle, honorary, or actual, um, teacher, counselor, what have you, you should pray something like that prayer too. Why? Because Jesus said, suffer the little children to come unto me. For theirs is the kingdom of God. And he said other things like that about children. When our ears are attuned to hear the word of Jesus and hear them with a singularity of focus, when we're dialed in and really hearing Jesus' words, um, our dance, as Dan was talking about, becomes about taking those words in uh, in a worshipful way and then giving ourselves out into life in a way that reflects how Jesus wants us to live. This is so basic. I mean, any one of you guys, I think, could have probably preached this sermon yourself and it maybe would have sounded better than what I'm saying. Maybe just as good, at least. What I'm saying here is basic and simple. Parables are basic and simple, but they are there for us to call us back to the heart of what it means to follow Jesus, the heart of what it means to trust in the God who has no self-interest that does not include our well-being, and then to act like that in the world. Whether it's the example that I just gave of, of praying to, um, to God to enable me as a father or any of us adults who have some kind of responsibility over kids, 
Um, it, it might be that, or um, it might be an example like this, where we're asking God to help us become a proactive agent of reconciliation among our friends, our coworkers, family members. Why? Because Jesus said this in the Gospel of Luke's version of the Beatitudes. I say to you who are listening, interesting how many times Jesus talks about listening, right? I say to you who are listening, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? For even sinners love those who love them. Your reward will be great, you will be children of the Most High, for he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. That's what Jesus said, right? Do we have ears to hear? Do we listen? Sometimes, most of the time, we're not listening very well. And that's what the table's for. And that's what this community is for. For us to remind each other that Jesus' words are really important to listen to and heed. You know, it's interesting, that passage that I just read from Luke's version of the Beatitudes, um, Jesus said, if you live this way, your reward will be great. Your reward will be great. Uh, That's actually close to what's in our text this morning about the seed that's planted and just burst forth with this amazing yield. Um, It's a big blessing that comes to those who listen well to Jesus and align their lives to what it is that he's asking us to do. The one who listens well to Jesus in a focused way and asks God to supply the grace to live in that way and then asks for forgiveness when the ear turns to other voices, this person will live a full life. And this person will be a blessing to others. This person will be the person that everybody wants to live next door to. This person will be the person uh, that people look to and think, that's the kind of friend that I want to have. This person will live a life that's worth living. And like I said, this is not something that all of us do perfectly. But that's not the point point is is to live with integrity into this deeper listening that Jesus calls for. To look different for each one of us, but each one of us in our own way, in the rhythms of our own life, is capable of asking God to help us to listen more thoughtfully and more deeply to Jesus' words. Every word out of Jesus' mouth is worth our full attention and our wholehearted response of aligning our life to his teaching and to his cross-shaped life of self-giving love. The words of Jesus are, after all, coming out of the mouth of the one in whose image we are made and in whose image we are redeemed. The one who knows you the best is the one who made you 
The one who knows you the best is the one who loves you the best. The one who has words to say to you is the one who wants you to listen. And the one who wants you to listen is the one who wants you to have the, a fullness of life that's beyond what you can even imagine. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.